All right, check. Check All right. the sound. sound. Sound check. check. All right, are you familiar with uh, doing improv? No. You're not? No. It's this guy's yeah. fucking... There's a gentleman here. So uh, we're going to do an improv skit for a sound check right now. You Give us a scene, all right? Can you give us a scene here, Anthony? Oh, okay, okay. Um, Any scene. Two holy virgins walk into the room and we have to act like chairs because they're blind. So I basically, I basically like just get fully erect and just like plant myself on the wall like as a chair and then they, you know, I fuck the shit out of the virgins. Is that? You could do it that way or you could just like, you know, get on all fours and let her sit on you like a bench. Okay. Cool. Hey, does that work for you? We're Martin? not getting any sound checking done. <laughs> does that work? I think that should probably work for you, right? Well, I mean, you can watch me if you want. Nah, but you know, as, as far as I don't, I don't think we have time to up to any later. Uh, no, that's I, it's punchy. It's good punchy <laughs> content. Um, I uh, no, you know, as I get older, I'm more of a leather sofa feeling kind of chair, not so much the wooden uh, stool feeling anymore. Good sound check. Fitzgeralds in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Podcast take two. What's going on, Zeller? Um, so I, I don't know, man. Are you are you a fair goer generally, or are you not? We, uh, so we'll go to the we'll go to the Renaissance Festival once a year, and we'll probably we'll, we'll go to the, that's not the fair. Do you remember that time that I finished my thought? No, no, you don't, because it's you, never fucking you happened. You said I, I asked you if you went to the fair, and you said I went to the, I go to the Renaissance Festival. So here's my complete so. answer. So you heard really the Reader's Digest version of my answer, but the full novel would be: every year we go once a year to the Renaissance Festival, and we go once a year to the State Fair. Okay. Cool. Um, so my ass has been kicked by the State Fair because I have to recruit a hundred volunteers for the State Fair. And so I've been, my brain's been scattered a lot of different ways, which is why my writing for the the Dave's I Know podcast uh, website has been scattered and pretty bad. It's been, it's been, it's been hit and miss. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's been fair. It's been, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Ha ha. Forget it. But soon you're going to go through a renaissance of writing after you're not. No, I will not because I. The Renfest is fucking weird. I don't want to go to the Renfest. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, I have, to, I have to recruit 100 fucking volunteers for this shit, and then I have to, if I, if I don't get those people, I have to do my own 
volunteering as part of that. Like you is, become the volunteer. Yeah, I become the volunteer for that okay. for that shift. So I don't know. That's been my my life over the course of the last week. But I'm going to Chicago this weekend for uh, Miss United match. What's what have you been up to this last week? Um, that's a really good question, and I thank you for it. Um, I've primarily been hanging out with my kids. I've been getting in the garage and doing a little bit more woodwork uh, stuff. Um, man, I've, I've actually been watching some EPL this year. I'm not usually a close EPL follower, but I've been watching. So uh, I don't have, like, a ton of work. Work is kind of abating now. Uh, it's kind of going through an ebb and flow, and right now it's ebbing. I don't know if ebbing is the high or the low. I don't fucking remember, but it's not so much. So I've got time to do other stuff. It's nice. Cool. Yeah, my kids cool. like it anyways. Yeah. yeah. But they cried when I left for this podcast, so let's make it fucking good. <laughs> right? They didn't like that. Stupid kids. Yeah. They're so dumb. Those jerks. What know, do they right? know? Yeah. All they want to do is have a life, and they cry every time I try to have a life. <laughs> stupid jerks. Yeah. Let's talk about something other than my stupid kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your kids are dumb, but. The only, the only sadder thing I can think of to talk about than the crushing despair in my life uh, would be the game against Seattle uh, this weekend. Um, oh, the other crushing despair in your life. That was the other source yeah, of it, yeah. yeah yep, so yep. What, what was your watching experience? How did you take in the game? Uh, well, I went. I was at the Nomad okay. uh, for this match um, with uh, about ten other. Tell you what, by the end of that game, I was yes mad. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I was like 12 other Dark Clouds at the Nomad. Uh, for this match, um, it started out really, really well. Yeah, man. You, especially the first five minutes, we this owned possession. This goddamn match the started yeah. out really, really well. So, yeah. I mean, let's just jump into it. The best moment of the game was that fucking Christian Ramirez goal. Like in the first like five minutes of the game. The Christian Ramirez goal was not Ramirez. Uh, Ethan Finley goal. Oh shit, Finley. You're right. I'm say, Sorry. Ramirez did not play nor suit up. Yeah. I've been at I've been drinking at soccer things for the last five hours, so or sorry, we're eight hours. So This will be good. Yeah. This is gonna be this a good, be a good uh, really good podcast, guys. I can't wait for this sorry, to happen. Ethan to us. Finley goal. Ethan Finley. Uh yeah. That was the best one of the game. For first me. game with the loons. Yeah. Uh talk about it a little bit. <laughs> obviously getting the I, I I don't think there was any shock that he was gonna start. Uh, some of the other guys, you know, you wonder how the the, the formation is going to line up. I think there's still experimentation to do, but you sign Finley, you pay as much as you paid for him. He's not going to not start. And uh, um, I I think there's gelling to do with Finley, um, but that goal showed the quality it has. It is a combination of the pace he can have, uh, that he has uh, a little bit better touch, I think, than we're used to seeing out of our wingers. Um, although one of the criticisms that comes with him is that he kind of has a lousy first touch, but I think when you compare it to what we have, I think it's, it can still be an improvement uh, and classy finish. So, you know, I was happy for that. It was a great start to the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, what, was, what was your least favorite part of the game? Well, obviously the handball. And I actually got into it. I got into some fights on Facebook about it. People like bitching about, like, oh, that actually technically, technically wasn't a handball. He's technically in like air quotes here. Um, it was a fucking handball. Like, don't yeah. like, just fucking own it. Like, whatever. Yeah. It sucked that there was four minutes of stoppage time, and we got a handball in like the ninety-third and like thirty-fifth minute of fucking stoppage time. That was the worst moment of the game because you know you knew 
as soon as they called that penalty, Clint Dempsey was going to put it in, get his 51st goal uh, with the Sounders, and it was going to be the you know end of Minnesota United's like dream of keeping it, you know, getting a point. It's a which, small dream, which is what they only probably actually tried to do in that game. Was oh, by the end of the game, certainly yeah. they were so. just they were hunkering in for the point there. Yeah. I yeah I, I haven't seen a meaningful definition that um, of a handball that makes that not a handball. It was a handball. It was an unfortunate one. I, I don't think it was an egregious one. The ball no. the ball pinballed around and did go. He did go out of his way to like throw his hand up, but it was no, it no. was a fucking handball. It was a body motion and it yeah. happened and it's really unfortunate that it happened. Um, but shit happens and it was a terribly uh, inopportune time for it to happen um that was a classy penalty uh, by the way from from dempsey uh bobby guessed right he picked the right direction uh but dempsey just put it out of his reach and that's what you got to do on a penalty is uh um yeah it was class yeah so as All much right. as i fucking hate clint dempsey <laughs> sorry usmnt because i have so li- I, I mean the u.s men's national team is fine i follow him but i'm not super super into it and deep into it maybe just world cup and tournaments and stuff like that so it's easier for me to hate Clint Dempsey's guts for the kind of asshole things he can do, like ripping up a ref's book, you know, for instance. So, fuck him. I still f- say fuck him. Classy goal, though. So uh, what was the most what-the-fuck moment of the game? Is it a different moment? Um, I don't really have one that was like, was like what the fuck. Like, I was watching at the Nomad with a bunch of uh, dark clouds, um, like 12 of us at the Nomad. And I, I don't really have one, so I don't know. What Did you have a... Most the, uh, the moment they, the moment the moment they brought on uh, Jermaine Taylor. Oh, and I don't that say actually, I don't I don't say that because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't say that because Taylor ended up getting the handball. That was the least of his worried. He's a he's a Jermaine Taylor, uh, and I don't think he's got what it takes to keep up with a not only a, a team with an attack like Seattle's, but because we played for a game state that was going to be bunker in and take a constant barrage from them for 20 minutes. That's not what you bring Jermaine Taylor into. Actually, I take that back. I have a worst, uh, most what the fuck moment of the game. It okay. was when the uh, the goddamn team list was announced, and Boxall was starting in the central midfield with Coleman. Why the fuck? Boxall got his ass worked by Seattle last game. Why the hell was he starting again? And push Kavo to the left. Well, what's your preferred back line then? Seems like we're going to have at least one weakness somewhere, and you got to pick a weakness, basically. Ish? Kavo is Calvo's a center back. Coleman's a center back. Tyson's a, a fullback. So it's that left back spot still that you're... And actually, honestly, I would actually, I would actually put Tyson on the left and Venegas on the right. Tyson on the left and Vene- uh, Kevin Venegas. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, so yeah, God, fuck, yeah, Johan. Well, right, he's not yeah. going to be a right no. back. And, and so, yeah, so, so that to me, right. that to me, uh, speaks to the problem. I'm not crazy about Boxall. Uh, I, I think he's a backup, and I think if we had better people, he'd certainly be a backup. But um, I think we've seen Kevin Venegas in a few games. I'm thinking about the New York City game specifically. He got worked positionally. He is constantly, uh, he's constantly playing the ball instead of uh, the defender needs to be marking. Uh, he gets beat. The only thing he can do are the kinds of things that we appreciate Jome for, kind of, which is the ability to to get forward somewhat. Kevin Venegas can do that, but as a defender, I think he's kind of shitty. So yeah, but if you have, but if you have Abara on the right as well, Abara makes up for Venegas's 
defensive efficiency, inefficiency. So you could, you, so so basically, you're saying you can make wholesale changes that at least mitigate the impact of having Venegas on the right. Yeah. I, so one thing I'll totally agree with you, and I'm not saying I disagree either. I'm just saying I don't think there's easy answers. But one thing I will totally agree with you, if you have to pick one weak spot on a back four, this is assuming they play a back four, which maybe they don't. Um, God, I wish they wouldn't. But I, I know it. I've had this conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so, it. I'm totally yeah, getting it. Yeah. But if you have to pick a weak spot on a back four, make it on the outside and not in your center back positions. I, right? And Boxel's n- not been great. At no, all. he's not uh, been consistently the, good in any game. Positions, so yeah. I'm sorry, I you know. So I don't I, disagree. Boxall doesn't need to be there, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the right solution is Anyways, yet. Honestly, what's, what's our next? Yeah. Next so game? what's the official scorecard? Did this match uh, official? Was he? Decent? I don't know. B minus, man. It was that penalty in the 93rd, 94th minute was a penalty. It sucked. The but the referee didn't. Do terrible job. So yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't have too much opinion about it. Um, mostly fair. Um, Ismail Elfat's um, name was misspelled uh, in the broadcast, so I'll give him a half grade bump up and say it was B plus. Oh, fair enough. Just okay. for sympathy. Um, the next Freddie Adu for the star of the game. Who was our star? Who was their star? Who was the star? Uh, Dempsey. I mean, he scored his fifty-first goal for. The Sounders, that's the most in Sounders history, and good good on him, man. It was interesting. So I'd have to pick someone on the Sounders, but l- let me say this, at least as a caveat before I do that, that although I cannot think of a specific player who stood out on the Loons who deserves to be the star, like they just put in a hell of a, of a show that night. Everyone was mediocre. Very few people were utterly poor. And, and by that, I mean, so it's one thing oh, to sure. not contribute sure. attacking quality. You're saying you're not having an impact on the game. It's another thing to say you are making egregious mistake after egregious mistake. We see plenty of that, and it costs us. I feel like the worst we saw was people just not having an impact that they needed to have. We didn't see ridiculous mistakes time and time again from a given player. So that's good, right? That's a positive thing. But from a positive showing, it still has to go. No um, one, yeah, so to your point, no one made egregious mistakes that cost us this game it was not consistently sure yeah it was it was a a collective team should have been a point but for a fucking handball in the 94th minute that will happen so um i I guess i'd have to give it to dempsey too because i i I think that he opens up a lot with his his sort of playmaking ability can't give it to morris Uh, uh morris honestly was Impactless, and he ended up being subbed off for Will Bruin because of it. Uh, didn't see I, I don't th- I don't see him as like a lone striker up top. Honestly, I see him playing out of the wing. Apparently, uh, uh, fucking Pastor uh, Schwartz. What the fuck is his name? Schmetzer. Uh, he didn't see it that way. So I guess I'd have to give it to Dempsey. They didn't play a great game either. Seattle did not. No, they did not. Which um, actually leads us into the uh, next Friday, the shittiest player of the game. I'm actually going to give it to Jordan Morris because Jordan Morris actually absolutely annihilated. Uh, Minnesota United two weeks ago mm-hmm. when they played, and the fact that he was basically invisible the entire game, the fact that Minnesota um, shut his ass down um, for the entire match is pretty impressive to me, in spite of their really shitty ass defense. So the fact that you can't like you you have this team in your home, but. You know, you're 35,000 people yep. cheering you on, and you can barely touch the ball. 
you're the shittiest player of the game, even if your team won the game. So Jordan Morris is my shittiest player. Of the game. All of that is partially why um, I kind of. It's hard for me to get riled up about the loons play because even though it ended in such a heartbreaking way that makes you feel like you just want to strangle somebody. On the balance, it was. I mean, we sh we in another world we probably should have come away with a draw, and that's a good result there, especially from our team. So I didn't feel too bad about. It. So my my shittiest player of the game was. Uh, was probably Boxall. We already talked about it. Um, he was the weak point of the defense. He's consistently the weak point of the defense. I, at this point, I don't even know how to hold it to him specifically because he's not a starter. I don't think he's a starter in this league. I think he plays about at his like peak. So I don't know what to say about it. Or say, well, he's just got to have some more uh, hustle and grit or whatever the fuck out there. I think but, he's playing but, at his peak. He's not very good. But he's he's started. All the games he's been here for. I don't know what to tell I, you. I don't. It's I mean, baffling so to is, me. Is, also, is, is the shittiest player of the game maybe Adrian Heath? I don't know, man. Like Heath continues to do things that are surprising and confounding. But I've also said there there aren't easy answers on the back line either. That's for sure. Uh, okay. This is the bad answer he's gone with. All right. Let's uh, let's cool. get out of Seattle. That made me feel sad. Let's talk about other United news. What United news do we have? There's so, no transfer window, so it's no transfer window. Light. So we we uh, we. But Bill McGuire bought the entire rest of the property uh, that the same is going to sit on and all the awesome, cool shit that's going to be there, um, which is good news because and he's terminating leases for places like fucking Rainbow. Like, fuck you, Rainbow. Do we know how much fuck Rainbow costs? Fuck you, cost? Bowling Alley, Midway Pro Bowl. Fuck you, Pearl Vision. Fuck all those places. Soccer's in town. I don't, I don't know how much, like, I don't know what the cost of it was to for him to buy it out I'm guessing it was probably minimal and the fact that he probably that he didn't buy it out earlier probably speaks a lot about Bill McGuire but if it, it, all it took was for him to just buy out the the RK Midway uh, land agreements and they just like annul the leases the fact that he didn't do it right away actually probably speaks volumes about him I wonder how many Demidovs he paid for all that property. Yeah, right. And I think about the players that we have and the players that we went out and got in the transfer window. And I'm all about picking the right players rather than just saying, we need a player, and then he's just probably, fucking it all up. paying like seven Demidovs to buy out that uh, Rainbow lease. Because like some of the leases go to 2025. There was, a, there was actually some uh, Star Tribune articles about how the uh, – Pro, Midway Pro Bowl lease goes till 2025, but they did not negotiate any buyouts of that lease. So basically their lease can end as soon as someone says, hey, your lease is ending. You have X amount of months to finish your stuff here. It's amazing. So like maybe, so this is a, a future point kids. Like if you are negotiating leases, negotiate buyout clauses. For your leases. <laughs> just saying. It's a good lesson. I just saying. I'm just excited for when Bill McGuire turns his eyes uh, away from uh, that, which is important. The stadium and the development around it is very, very important uh, for the long-term planning. I can't wait until some of that long-term planning starts to come to fruition. And then he's paying those kinds of uh, monies on salaries and shit. Yeah. That'll be a fun day for all of us. That's but cool. uh, until so then, good. Last, <laughs> I'm just going to point out from this whole thing. Last weekend, uh, I... Uh, Rocked out some shit 
on the uh, stadium cam in the Midway parking lot with a Surly, a 12-pack of Surly and a uh, handle of whiskey. And then on Sunday, my wife and I, we had picked up a literally an iron skillet that we had bought at Target as we were walking through, and I bought beer at um, at uh, Big Top, and we literally like hold, held up an iron skillet for the cam and and, and and beer for the Big Top cam. Yeah, for the Big Top cam for the for the uh, you know new stadium cam. It was pretty amazing. You're just hoping somebody out there saw it and was like, "What the fuck." Well, Joe, Joe Leba's on, on it on weekdays. I don't know who man- monitors that shit on the weekends. They probably not because our shit did not get uh, uh, retweeted. Because my wife literally, and I literally held up a, a goddamn iron skillet. That's lovely. I held up the beer that I was buying. So, anyways. Um, Immortal. Is there any other United news that we have? or? Let me let me drop this one. So um, I'm reading between the lines a little bit on this, but uh, Megan Ryan uh, for the Star Tribune had a bit today, uh, like a news blurb about Kadri, who's been out of practice for a couple of days for quote personal reasons. Heath's quote about him, and, and they're always coy about it. You know, they never come out and say, "Well, he wasn't fucking playing very hard, and he's terrible, and I hate him." Um, but what he did say is like he's not sure if he'd be back. I, I may be not quoting precisely, but he's not sure if he'd be back, but he's hopeful it's soon. It seemed to hinge more on a if he would come back than a uh, and may, again maybe the quote was not a perfect quote to have taken maybe he misspoke maybe he was misquoted I have no idea but reading between the lines it seemed like personal reasons is vague, Kadri's not practicing and it's not due to injury, and there wasn't a guaranteed certainty that he just popped back. Okay, but then again as I pointed out on Twitter he's like our sixth string winger at this point, so he's a he's probably not pleased and. B, it probably won't affect us that much. But that was an interesting development. That's fair. Kadri's time and life here haven't played out probably as he imagined. I'm surprised he's still on the team, honestly. Uh, yeah, you know, Anyways, he, he I mean, seems he, to favor him as much as Ibarra he's, uh, in some way. He's, he's, but he's taking up an international spot, which could yeah. be used for much better players. Well, we clearly don't have any pinned down, though. I mean, yes, it could be, but do you see us doing it? Like, Anyways. All right. Man. So, let's moving, move along. Um, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this in here. Oh, man. Uh, Liverpool Minute. The Liverpool Minute is back. Uh, hey, Champions League, motherfucker. <laughs> it's been... It's been only a few years. It feels like a lot longer than that, but only the second time in the last eight years that they've had uh, legit Champions League play. You know the last. Uh, that's like about this. That's about the time I started following. The last them. English team to win a champion or a Champions League was uh, Chelsea, 2012, 2013. Yeah, the team before that though. 2005, the Reds. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. I'm smarter so. about EPL than you think. <laughs> Anyways, so Liverpool minute. We did. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. Uh, there's literally three, nothing. Three else goals in the first 20 minutes. Because Coutinho is gonna stay with the team. And, and not play with us, but he'll stay. No, he's you know he literally is actually staying with the team. He will play this year. He will he's gonna play starting on uh, Sunday against Arsenal, which they have a big ass match against Arsenal. It's gonna be a great like, time. Listen, all we needed was to qualify for Champions League for, and he the Coutinho's leaving. He's leaving next year. 
guaranteed. Yeah, he's he's, he's not doing, a lifer he's, he's here. He's pulling a Suarez. He's gonna leave next year. Totally fine. He but he's gonna kick ass this year. So anyway, well, get, that was that was the Liverpool minute. Well, all things considered, if you're Coutinho, uh, like do you, do you want to be on a Liverpool ship that's on the rise or look at what Barca's looked like lately? I mean, is that what you're? I mean, other than money, that's which your, money is good. So, uh, but is that what you're eager to run toward? Here's 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 the problem, as I see it, is that. Liverpool will not get any more money than they're getting that than Barcelona is offer right now. I agree. Barcelona will not offer that as much money next year. No. I still think it's but a great statement of intent. PS- PSG might. That's true. PSG might offer that same amount of money. Monaco might. Uh, no, they won't. No. All right. PSG might because of Neymar. That's pretty much it. So. Be a scary Anyways, team. Anyways. Uh, let's m- moving along to uh, tactical schmactical. Yeah, are you going to Chicago this weekend? I I am. Are you? Chicago, yeah. Look at you. Um, I'm going to be on the bus to Chicago. The plan is to actually sleep before the bus. Oh, you're gonna sleep this time, huh? Yeah, I did not sleep last time, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be on the bus and in Chicago, Chicago, this match. Is a Star Wars night. Um, oh, I'm actually going to yeah. be rocking a Lundo Galrissian outfit, a Lando Calrissian outfit. That is delightful. With the uh, Lando Calrissian uh, appropriate mustache. Are you going to wear uh, like blackface? I'm not. I'm not doing blackface because I'm not a fucking asshole. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, that's fair. Let's give you the benefit of the <laughs> doubt. There. No, that's a good question. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fucking asshole. So. <laughs> Um, so as we jump into Chicago, I'm going to read you this quotation from uh, one of my favorite uh, blogs out there, soccer uh, team-specific blogs, which is Hot Time in Old Town, covers Chicago soccer, including the women's soccer. Here's the quotation based on their last game. This is in response to what happened in their last game, which, by the way, Chicago is slipping, if you didn't know that. Quote, if the Chicago Fire, the soccer team, were a person, and that person was your good friend, you'd be worried they'd picked up a drug habit right about now. The signs range from the obvious, a sudden and baffling inability to perform feats of concentration, even those which had formerly been routine, or to formulate sufficient enthusiasm to move about, hopefully, to the insubstantial, a tension around the eyes, a sense of some dark truth waiting unspoken just behind the soft palate, the posture turned inward, the shoulders rolled forward, and the chest caved in, warding off unseen blows. That is what their blog said about their own team. So, some, I know sometimes we get negative, but... Uh, that's fucking that's, dark, That's some man. dark stuff. That's fucking dark. That, so, that's where Chicago's at right now. It's a good way to open it up. So, uh, All right. let's talk about who's good. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's poetry, by the that's way. That's fucking... That's fucking I, dark. I, lo- I love that blog. I, I mean, that's... That, yeah. Go to that blog, apparently. Um... I mean, their their attackers are really good. They got good attackers, sure. Uh, you know, they got Nikolic, who's like literally leading league in goals, and Schweinsteiger, McCarty, and like their attackers are are amazing. Absolutely. So those are the, the good ones. I know their defenders are not the best. Well, that's I'm alluding to another thing. Yeah, later. you're jumping out there. All right, but, so uh, I, I had the same. You? I had the same players as good. Nemanja Nikolic joined this year. Uh, has been incredible. Uh, he's hot as fuck, and I'm not talking about his play. I'm talking about the look of his face. Uh, he is. Uh, he's 
very, very, pretty. very attractive man. Very pretty. So, 16 yeah. goals and three assists. Um, as recently as August 1st, MLS Soccer was putting out an article asking if Nikolic would break the single-season scoring record. Now, he won't, is what I'm telling you right now. Uh, but it wasn't that long ago it seemed like a possibility. So, excellent dude. Uh, guy who doesn't get any talk somehow, even though he's a designated player with a ton of goals, is David Ockham. David Ockham's razor is awesome from the wing. That's 13 fair. goals, seven assists. Uh, he's fast as hell. Um, and he's, of course, one of 10,000 Ghanaian players in MLS right now. Uh, Bosch and Schweinsteiger. You know, Schweinsteiger's um, stats actually don't look too good, like his counting stats. He's only got two goals and five assists. But the dude has a, has a laser vision and a chance, just the ability to execute a pass on a, on, a, on a tight passing lane that only he can see. And that kind of unlocks some of those dudes we already talked about. And then Dax McCarty somehow, even though he's got U.S. men's national team time, and uh, he's somehow still undervalued. I think he's still underappreciated, and uh, he's, a, he's a great playmaking number six, one of the few we have that's good at that in MLS. So, yeah, holy cow. Front six is real good. Yeah. What about, uh, what about, what about the other part of it? Very good. Who's, so, who's not good? So their defense is not great. I mean, you know this, but um, so of teams in playoff spots right now, um, they have the fourth most uh, goals allowed. Um, and they were in the shield race until I mean they still are technically, well, but even a couple of games ago they looked like the fire. Runners. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not great for them. Um, not now, but um, so they're they're yeah like they can score a lot of goals and they have strikers and they have uh, really good players who can score goals. Their fullbacks, their center backs are just conceding a lot more goals than. Anybody probably should for a team that's actually, you know, competing for uh, a sport shield. Yeah, they've managed to spot. overcome it. I, I honestly think so. They've really turned up the uh, goals allowed situation uh, actually more um, recently. Unfortunately, it's been over their yeah. last uh, say six to eight games. Yeah, so. no, in the, in the last seven is seven matches. So they conceded seventeen goals in the first seven matches that they had, and the last seven matches they've conceded. Uh, 17 goals so yeah so it's 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 absolutely turned around and um, I, I actually put here on the who sucks thing Matt Lampson who has become their starter he didn't start as the starting goalkeeper this year but he became that um, it's sometimes it's tough to say man how much of a tough defensive outing is on the goalkeeper unless you really know goalkeeping and you know how to watch footwork and you know how to watch body positioning and stuff like that um, that said Matt Lamson is coming off a terrible show against Toronto. Uh, he, he wasn't able to smother uh, a save early. The rebound resulted in a goal. The second half, it was nothing but mental error after mental error that really just befuddled the defense, and the defense is prone to befuddling anyways. So I'm going to say Matt Lamson, and it's going to play into the how United uh, should play them factor. Probably you might have a goalkeeper here who's a little light on confidence. No, that's, that makes a lot of sense. I think um, Minnesota... That yeah, just rolls into how we should play them. We should be shooting at their goalkeeper. That was exactly what I said too. No, exactly. Like, like from wherever we can, like shoot. Test at him, him often. Yeah. You never know what you might get on a on a rebound, or what you might get just shooting at that fucking goalkeeper. Yep. That being said, I think we lose three to one to this team <laughs> in Chicago, it's, which is gonna be really terrible. They're still Chicago, and we're, they're oh, still on the road. For the 272 people going down to Chicago, 
be fucking terrible, but yeah. I, so how do we play him? A, I agree. Shoot at this dude. Uh, force him to overcome some of the yips. Um, uh, yeah, it, it also it also goes contrary to the like sort of play on the road, bunker in, try to get a point out of it mentality that we saw toward the you know basically in the second half against Seattle. No, come out firing. I know I've said that a bunch of times in this pod, but uh, come out firing. But what I will say is this: this is what I'm going to say. Are you ready for what I'm going to say? Sure, bring it Ch- on. Chicago's offense is really good when it runs hard and fast and direct at a defense. What it's less good at is when a defense bunkers in with extra people and it has to pick them apart. When um, you've got man overload situations uh, from the opposing defense, uh, they're smothered. They don't have time to react. So, you think Michael Michael Box is going to be a smothering defender? I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about <laughs> Chicago. That's a tendency Chicago has. They have a tough time picking okay. the de- the lock on an overload defense. So, what that tells me. We saw uh, what basically turned into a counterattacking team in Seattle that did pretty okay with the counterattack. wasn't great. We're not elite. We're 424th best team, 422nd best team in the world. But I think we could play Chicago with a counterattack. I've been I've been talking about playing on the front foot this whole year. I think it'd be interesting to see what a counterattack can do for us. A few more people behind the ball and then break with speed. We've got Finley who's got speed now. Sam Nicholson's probably key feature is speed. Um, Let's see what we can do with it. So what's your final score? <laughs> I said all those positive things. Made it sound like it was going to be a fucking slam dunk. I got a 3-1 to one loss as well. <laughs> same fucking Two score. Yeah. Motherfucker. Which well, is the same score as you. No, you... you. Uh, gross. <laughs> okay. Right. You don't like my fucking That's calls? Right. Fine. All right. Uh, so picture didn't happen. Um... Portland Timbers versus the New York Rebels, uh, two nothing to the Timbers last week. We both picked that one, so good job on us. Excellent. Um, Orlando City versus the Columbus Crew it was a one-one draw. I picked that one perfectly. Good you, on you. Uh, I think you had the uh, Crew winning that one, one nothing. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Montreal Impact versus the Real Salt Lakes, three-one. Another three goals by Montreal. Yeah. Yesu uh, Christe. At home, they, they, they score a lot of goals. Uh, we both picked that one correctly. Uh, Toronto FC beat Chicago Fire on the road 3-1. to one. You picked that one exactly, perfectly. So good on you, man. Thanks, man. Uh, Sporting Kansas City beat Dallas, FC Dallas. We both picked that one. I picked that one perfectly 2-0. We, we were good this week. Yeah. Uh, Colorado Rapids lost. To DC United at home, nobody nobody picked that one because nobody like, in the world. Why the it. fuck would you pick DC United on the road? Well, you saw you saw how it played out, right? I did not. I, I'll have to show you after the podcast. Uh, it was the only goal of the game for DC United, of course, was scored on a Rapids back pass to Tim Howard. That was such a bad back pass it went into their own net. Which is oh, exactly how this game should have ended. That's really. exactly how. Yeah. Colorado just basically the worst back pass ever. That was an okay. own goal. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the Whitecaps beat the Dynamo two to one, of course, because Dynamo on the road two to one. <laughs> so we both picked that one. Uh, Earthquakes and Union tied two two. Neither of us picked that one. Nope. NYCFC beat the Revolution. We both picked that one. And again, Seattle Sounders. Beat Minnesota United two to one. We all we had significantly higher scores for Seattle. 
but but we still got the pick right. And again, I I feel like we figured out all the teams now. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm seven and three on this week. You were uh, six and four. Both respectable, but I'm not. I'm not making up any fucking ground now. Yeah, I'm one thirty and one forty. I'm gonna probably be by the end of the year. I'm gonna be over five hundred. You you will not be over five hundred by the end of the year. Well, thanks for that. Um, so we have some picks coming up for this week. Yep, start a ton of ton of games we had a tonight. Actually, shit ton of games tonight. So we yep. all we picked these all before the uh, before the games the games off. happened. Yeah, um, Columbus versus LA Galaxy. I had three nothing to Columbus. I got uh, actually Columbus two to one over the Galaxy. Okay, uh, DC versus Atlanta United. I have two one to Atlanta. I got two nothing to Atlanta. All right, so all right. I'm not gonna make any more ground again. I see. <laughs> I had FC Dallas and Houston at 1-1. I actually had Dallas winning at home because okay. Houston can't win on the road. Uh, Toronto versus Philly. I had Toronto winning 4-1. Toronto's real good. Toronto 3 to nothing. Okay. Uh, Vancouver versus Seattle. I had Seattle winning 3-1 to because they're really good on the road. Uh, I just got In a t- generally. I got a 2-2 two two draw. Um, I think Seattle cools off a little bit here. Right. RSL versus San Jose. I had a 1-1 draw for that one. I actually got San Jose winning one to nothing, and I, uh, as I look at that pick, I can't even tell you why I thought that, but something in my heart said San Jose is going to win. Okay, on the road. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Portland versus Colorado. I think that's this is, this is the uh, Saturday game, first Saturday game or Friday game, maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> I got Portland winning three to one versus Colorado. That's my exact scoreline too. Okay. Colorado is Colorado. Cool. Uh, Red Bulls versus uh, NYCFC. I have Red Bulls winning three to nothing. You shitting me? Yeah, three nothing. Holy Bring God. it, bring it, motherfucker. Well, I had New York City winning technically on the road one to oh, nothing. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's throw. We need to watch that game together. Well, no, because you're gonna be in fucking Chicago. Oh. Never mind. Forget it. You want to hang out with me? Fine. You mean you can come on the bus though? There's probably there's, there's still bus tickets. Oh man, my kids. I gotta hang out with my kids. Fuck your I gotta take him to the pool. Um, anywho, what about this uh, DC New England game? That's fun, huh? Which one? <laughs> D- DC United versus New England. Oh, DC is winning one nothing. What? What? Are you home. hot on DC all of a sudden? <laughs> I got a, I got a one nothing. I'm sorry, I got a one one draw. And I bet it happens on two own goals. Cause why the hell not with those two teams? Listen, DC just won a game on the road. I'm like. To Colorado, Colorado's not a well, real team. Yeah, New England's not a not a not a team either. So <laughs> this is the dumbest argument I've ever had. Yeah. And I talked to my wife today. So <laughs> um, Philly and Atlanta. Philly two one over Atlanta. I still got a one one tie. And any bad things that happen to Atlanta make me happy. That's OC D S C versus Vancouver or Orlando City. Orlando City winnings one did off that. Maybe I will make up some ground this week. I got Vancouver on the road against the Pride, two to one. All right. Uh, Columbus and uh, FCDs. I got a one-one draw between Columbus and the Dallas. Columbus at home and map free, please. Columbus two to one. Dallas sucks now. Uh, Chicago and uh, the MNAU FCs. Uh, we already both called that a three to one loss to uh, Chicago, didn't we? Well, I mean, we us losing to I'm Chicago. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, at least we agree on something. That terrible loss. 
What about the uh, Houston's versus the Sporkings? Basically uh, a replay of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals for like four years straight, I think, back in the the 2010s. Yep, 1-1 one, one draw. I got a 3-2 win to Houston, actually. Sporking is going to get taken down. Uh, finally, Rail Salt Lake against uh, Colorado, the Rocky Mountain Oyster Cup. I got a 1-0 win to RSL. I got a 2-1 win to RSL, so close okay. enough. All right. So... Have you ever played Final Fantasy? No. No? Well, why don't we indulge our fantasy? Okay. Do you like indulging your fantasy? Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, yeah. you don't wanna you don't wanna make it not lose all the its time. effect, right? You just just sometimes. Not all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well let's indulge our fantasy just for a moment okay. here. Um Sorry. Zeller, MLS fantasy. Yeah. We're talking about MLS um, now. We got multiple fantasy league, we gotta freaking differentiate. Good. No, I didn't. I mean, I only had four did, points did, worse than you. I didn't. I didn't do great either. No, it was a bad week. Yeah. Um, I'm beginning I, to think I we did, don't know what we're doing. I did better than you, though. That's so, not, not hard. Uh, I st- I maintained my tenth place spot. Over you here. did. So you had 77 points on the week. Yeah. Uh, I had 73 points. So only four points behind you, but that puts me at a net deficit of uh, it appears to be a little over 20 points. <laughs> I didn't do the math right off the top yeah, of my head. About 25 points. Some amount of points. Um, the uh, brothers Demidoff and Kringle LA both had 130 points. Jesus Christ. Fuck those guys. Fuck so, those guys. So sick um, of that. Costa Rica Loons jumped into third place. Had a good week. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, he kicked ass. So Excellent. Good on a good on a do. So we got, so we got brothers Demidov in first place. Kringo LA hold on strong at second place, about forty points ahead of Costa Rica Loons, who brings it in. Uh, in third. Yeah. So here's the other thing: we have we have multiple other fantasy leagues. God, this now. is everybody this is, is unsubscribed. Kind of fucking at this amazing. Point. Yeah. So we have an EPL Taga Perfect Eleven. Um, the Dave's I know, if you uh, are not part, if you do EPL Taga Perfect Eleven. Are not part of the Dave's I Know League, shoot us an email at the Dave's I Know, uh, or sorry, Dave's I Know MN at gmail.com. Um, I will you can join Perfect Eleven anytime. I will send you a link. Yeah, we had a uh, we had uh, an asshole, Charles, not in charge, who joined very late. late. And Decided now he owned the now place. he's in charge. Now he he is like in front of the uh, for this week. He's in charge. Yeah, yeah, he is in charge uh, this first week of uh, fantasy. Um, but we're gonna, we we we'll, we'll always do our personal, you know, fantasy uh, points. I got one hundred forty-eight point five zero points, which I have two hundred seventy-nine points total. Martin, you had one hundred thirty-one points this week. Yeah, well, I'm and not. You very good. you had a very aggressive tweet to me. Because I was uh, about how great you were doing. Well, halfway fantasy. through the week, I was in the lead, wasn't I? Yeah. Did I say? So? Well, you know what? You you said I had an aggressive tweet. You tweeted me a few weeks ago. Hey, Martin, how's the taste of my ass? I didn't tweet anything like that at you. That's fair. And it was uh, it tasted horribly, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so um, I feel. Finished the week with 148.5 points. Martin finished the week with 131 points. Turbacious uh, turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. Yeah, if can you, you can, can you identify, yourself. identify yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Anyway, had a good week. Yeah. Overall, no. on top of 312, right? Yes. Also, 
but please identify yourself to us in some capacity. Also, we have a Bundesliga uh, fantasy league. I'm in second place in that one. Um, my buddy, I go to no idea. He has 104 points. I have like 89 points. And then there's a, a few other weirdly people who are like fucking weirdos who want to join her. Bundesliga, Bundesliga yeah. Teams. So, yeah, get on, get on that. I'm, so I'm upset that the, you kept reading other people's fantasy team names, but not mine. Oh, I forgot to mention my team, my, my Bundesliga well, And also team, mine. Which is Pew Pew Pulisic. Pew Pew Pulisic. Pew Pew Pulisic. Uh, your fantasy team name does not matter. Okay. What if, uh, uh, what if Christian Pulisic and Mallory Pew had so a baby? A, it would be amazing soccer so player. David Martin. And B, its name would friend, basically be Pew Pew. Nick, my friend Nick has a question <laughs> about Liverpool, okay. actually. Um, Coutinho, why won't you take the $176 million? If not, how much? Oh, is it, he's saying uh, Coutinho, Coutinho, would you take the $176? No, no, no. Right? He's, asking, he's asking why won't Liverpool take... $176 million. It's a, it's a statement of and intent. If, and if, if, we, if we can't, as a Liverpool fan, how much will it take for us to part our ways with Philip Coutinho this year? Um, I wouldn't. I think Liverpool holds all the cards in this situation. Um, I think that they, they want to push into that next level uh, as a team who's not just a selling team, but a team who uh, has good players and holds on to them because they want to compete for trophies. And the only way you can do that is through tough decisions like this. I think it's the right decision. And like I said, Liverpool holds all the cards here. Barcelona's desperate. Uh, Coutinho is going to watch his form and stuff decay unless he's getting minutes and stuff like that. And I, and I think as long as Liverpool holds firm, he doesn't. there's not much he can do, right? Like, is, is sit on the bench permanently. So, so he's going to come back in the fold and play. I think Liverpool is doing the right thing. So what's the... Like, what is the amount of money you say? Okay, sell them. 200, 250 mil. All right. No, I'm not saying that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, so, <laughs> like, in a theoretical universe, if they offered more, me $10 billion. literally more than Neymar. Like, you're, yeah. You, or that's... Okay. I didn't. I didn't say. I think that would play out. I don't think that what, would play out at all. What amount of money would you sell him at? Was that I, not what I'm, we just I'm, asked? No, no. Like, no. Those are different questions. Because I would. I. And we've talked about this. We've had this conversation. I. I think. I would. I would have already sold him. And the fact that they're still giving. They're still like upping the ante. Like anything above right now, I would sell. I would sell the shit out of Coutinho because he's not going to. His his value is not going to be higher than it is right now. I agree, his, but his value, because number one, like number one next year, if he gets hurt at all, he has a a bad World Cup. Like the best you're going to get from him is is like maybe a hundred million dollars. And his value right now is like maximized. I mean, you can keep pushing him up till the end of the end of the transfer window. Then maybe, yeah. Um, I don't think 
my personal opinion is that I don't think they were going to sell him until they found out whether they're going to they were going to be in Champions League or not. Since they're in Champions League, I don't think they're going to sell him. Period. For whatever whatever dollar. If but it, but if Barcelona came in with like two hundred like two hundred million dollars, they don't sell him. I don't know, man. Well, that's the, that's the thing though. Like, like the way you're looking at it is like a, is like a Liverpool of the last ten years mentality. Where like, how can we maximize the value of a player and then offload them at the right time? That's the mindset of a seller's team. You know, B- B- Manchester City, PSG, they're not asking those questions. They're not saying how can we offload a player when we think they're at their peak value and get the most for them, and then replace them with seven guys who are okay. I think they want to send the point that we have a great player and we're going to hold on to him rather than say, what can we get him? Honestly, they might end up selling him at something that's less than they could have got him now. Yeah. But they had him for a year playing talentedly. This is, this, is why I think, this is why I think that they won't sell him because they qualify for Champions League. And they want to they want to be that team yeah. now that is competing for trophies exactly. and not not BVB who's just, a, you know, they develop talent and then they offload it yeah. and they try to so, maximize the money. Cool. Next question. So this is also from uh, my friend Nick. Um, this is a, a subtweet to uh, MJ, who uh, occasionally writes and edits for our podcast, and uh, it's definitely not caught up right now. Um, will MJ get the Champions League money tallied up before the draw tomorrow morning? He will not, because he will not listen to this before that, so... It's a sub tweet uh, or a sub, uh, I don't know, sub podcast. Sub question. Yeah. All right. Uh, Colin O'Donnell uh, from the uh, We Call It Soccer podcast asked us, who's the worst at their job? This is, a, this is actually a pretty good question. Okay. Adrian Heath, Kevin Molino, Manny Lagos, or Donald Trump? Can I rank Fuck, or- Mary kill those four dudes. Okay, okay so first and of all. And you, and you can just, you can discard one can i can i do it can i rank them first and then no. can i give you a fuck, fuck mary kill, kill one, fuck mary well, that kill wasn't his just, like toss one out that wasn't his question okay so um if i if i have to fuck one it's got to be kevin molino young pretty attractive guy uh mary i probably want to uh uh marry manny lagos actually i think he'd be a fun dude to you know um fucking be social with and stuff and spend my life with uh donald trump you'd have to kill because it's too fucking dangerous and too evil was that the right answer? I don't know. I would probably fuck Donald Trump. Okay. I'm gonna kill Manny Lagos. Well, have you seen his? Have you seen his ass in that tennis picture? That huge diaper ass. Yeah. Is that where you want to be sticking your dirty cock? Now I'm gonna. Yeah, he's waffling a little bit here. Uh, what if Donald Trump wants to pee on you while you're fucking him? Let's uh let's move on to the next question right. from uh, so, Andy Lovegren. So you had a you had a you you had an interaction with Andy Lovegren uh, earlier today. Oh, I had an interaction. Yeah, and he, he, uh, me move a he asked us a question uh, at and love G. Um, ideal v expected formation for Saturday. What do you what do you got on that one, man? Um, so Ethan Finley. So uh, here. Here's what I really want. I, I want us to not be addicted to a, a four-two-three-one anymore. I'd love to see some kind of variation, um, probably with two uh, two genuine wingers, more like a four-three-three. I'd love to experiment with it. So, um, so for me, that means that the wingers, it's uh, Molino on the right, and it means uh, 
probably Sam Nicholson at this point on the left and Christian Ramirez up top. The middle three would have to be, uh, um, I would say, uh, Cronin right in the middle. Um, I'd say just a little bit in front of him probably be uh, Ibsen. And then that other one would have to be Finley. He'd probably be out on the right side. The back four, we've already talked about what a fucking mess that whole situation is, but I agree with you that it needs to be Coleman and um, and uh, Calvo as the center midfielders. Uh, I think that you play uh, Jerome Thiessen. Center, center backs. The center backs, excuse me, yeah, center backs. Um, Jerome Thiessen you could pretty much put on either side. Um, as for that other mystery spot, man, it's, it's who's the least bad option at left wing or right wing. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who that last that's, piece of the puzzle is. That's kind of the that's kind of the point. Is that we don't have other good fullbacks. No, no, not at all. And not Joe. The fact that this team brought in so many goddamn midfielders and did bring in a fucking yeah. uh, cornerback. What the hell? Well, uh, the I will. The fact s- that you're, you're, you're pushing Calvo out and in playing Boxall, like why in the hell? Well, remember we did, we did bring in a, a basically a you call him from from Costa Rica a combo midfielder left back in Layton. Well, Layton's not available yeah, yet. Yeah, he's not available yet. If so if well, so my point is it, when he's available, I think the back cool, line. Cool, great. When is he available? Sorry, 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 David. When 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 he's available, I think it's a simple answer. I think it's Layton at left back. I think it's Calvo at the left center, Coleman at the right center, and Tyson at the right back. For this game, I don't know. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's gonna be a real tough fucking game. All right. I know this is a, a super fucking radical thing. Do it. Talk about your three man back line. Three five three. <laughs> oh, three five three. Yeah. Okay. So no goalkeeper. <laughs> um, sorry, three, three five two. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I, I was gonna say that is radical. There's there's, there's a that is a very there's radical. a Bobby Shuttleworth behind us behind uh, behind that three man back line. I don't understand why this goddamn team doesn't embrace a three five two. Why not? Why not? This could be the week. Could be the week. No, now. it won't. No, I don't think it would be. But it's. Uh, I think we're at a place now where we. I, I. I don't think that. I don't think the results matter as much as they did. If you're going to experiment with new options, I think now is the time I mean, to do are it. We, are we? Are we? Flirting with Heath out? Is a thing. I. I mean, I am. Um. For for me. For me, it's probably not till the end of the season. Uh. And and I think. I'd be of a mindset that I would want something to run to rather than simply something to run away from. I don't want to ditch Heath because we don't like him and not really have that next option relatively lined up or in mind. So we just end up making you know like another mistake. So um, I could get on board that if he left, I wouldn't cry at all, you know. Uh, but I, I also think that a lot of his struggles have had a lot to do with uh, the the front office that has provided him with the talent he's had to work with. All right. Well, what if we spend some money and just like. Brought over a coach from Germany. <laughs> Who puts together my you and me? Can we convince them that like a hundred dollars is worth like ten million francs? I don't know. I don't know. It's worth a try. 
What's our last question here? Uh, last question is your thoughts on how Wisconsin is worse than Minnesota. This is from uh, Gelba Cartoon on Twitter. Uh, he's I don't know. He's, he lives in Wisconsin, self-hating himself. I don't know. Wisconsin is really is terrible. I mean, I I go to Wisconsin a lot. My wife is like from Wisconsin. I go to Wisconsin a lot for you know stuff. So, gotcha. it, but it's, it's it's also terrible, and you have a really shitty governor. So, what would you what would you rather have like a a, a state with the sort of unpredictability of legislators like we have that range from Hal Franken to Jesse Ventura to Michelle Bachman, or would you rather be in a state like Wisconsin that that leans conservative, has a governor like uh, Scott Walker? That's kind of my fuck Mary kill situation with legislators. Actually, actually, I would I would choose the Minnesota side of that one. Yeah, every fucking time I would. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Independent thinking. I mean, the problem is is that there are a lot of uh, idiots in Wisconsin who vote against their best interest, and. Uh, Yeah, just a bunch of fucking idiots who vote against the best interests in Wisconsin. That is fair. So, I don't know. That's pretty much my... Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin sucks. That, so. yeah. yeah, Wisconsin sucks. Yeah, that's the easiest uh, question we had Fuck Wisconsin. Easiest question of the night. All right. All right. That's, that was a good that's podcast. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much all we got. So, um, you can find all of our awesome shit at davesignow.com. We pros. We literally been posting a bunch of really awesome shit. There, it's been great. Flaming huh? coconut soccer balls. Who knew? Excellent. Exactly. Uh, scarves up. Uh, we have uh, really awesome uh, uh, series about supporters that Bridget McDowell's been writing um, on DaveSignow.com uh, at TDIKMN. Ray like our shit. You can find. Uh, Martin at offensive under, at offensive underscore loons. Me at Texas Seller. Uh, the rest of us at TDIKMN. Um, this is the Daves I know. God damn, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Son, 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 son.